It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity, and she joins us this morning. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Let's talk about what's going on with the markets this morning. Of course. We're seeing a little bit of uh, green on our screens today, although uh, over the past week we have seen markets pull off their recent highs, even though it kind of feels more than it is because markets are only down maybe 1% to 3%, depending on what uh, indice that you're actually looking at. Uh, and, and this really has to do with you know economic growth, inflation, uh, central banks paring back stimulus, um, we've seen recent lockdowns in China, as well as restrictions in other countries to control the spread of the fourth wave. Uh, we've, we've, of course, experienced that here in Canada as well. Uh, U.S. inflation came in as expected yesterday, but at 5.3% for August. Uh, and that's coming mostly from energy and food. Um, but it was positive to see transportation costs slow down. And the European Central Bank has started to pare back stimulus last week as countries like Russia and Peru both actually increased interest rates uh, to combat inflation already. And again, remember, we don't believe they're going to be increasing rates here in Canada until sometime later next year. So and then also September is typically a weaker month for markets uh, historically. Uh, so we're not too concerned. We're not also surprised. You know, markets have, have, you know, kind of been going up week after week after week. So having a little bit of a breather is, is definitely a good thing. I know that most clients come to me and go, oh, well, you know, markets are usually bad in October. And that's not actually the case. September is, is historically uh, a worse month. Um, but uh, again, and in August, uh, you know, it could kind of, continue into August, but realistically what happens is markets are strongest between November and March. And so a lot of people tend to want to get invested somewhere in uh, in October to take right. advantage of that as well. And again, seasonality is only one part of the equation. So so don't rely on, on that uh, exclusively. Let, let's say that. Okay. So psychologically then, Lori, what do you think happens in September to make that a particularly bad month for the markets historically? I, well, I think people are thinking of October and the crash of 87. <laughs> I think that's where, where it does come from. Um, also, we've just finished earnings, right? So there's a little bit of a lull uh, in data sometimes. And I, I think that is people are uh, focused on getting back to work, getting back to life, getting back to school. I think there's a lot of reasons why why we see kind of September, October as, as weaker months. But again, not weaker by much, right? It's not like there's always a huge correction or crash during those months. Um, you know, so, so again, seasonality is only one part. And and again, a small correction is healthy. We want to see that um, as in, in a strong bull market, in, in which we're in right now. And again, remember, all all sectors don't behave the same. Um, you know, we had already seen some sectors um, come to start to come down, such as airlines, consumer stocks, and even some cyclicals like railways. Uh, just because the data has been a little softer over the last few weeks. So, so you know, like I said, again, there's sometimes opportunity in corrections as well, right? We're able to pick up some stocks that are lower today than they were last week, right? And so, again, we want to um, make moves when we have to, uh, raise a little bit, bit of cash to protect portfolios. But again, uh, we are still bullish going into the end of the year and as right. well into next year. Okay, you mentioned uh, inflation in the United States there. Let's talk a little bit about Canadian inflation here because it also went up in August. 
Yeah, inflation in Canada rose to 4.1% from 3.7 in August, which is the highest reading since March of 2003. So again, you and I have spoken about this. I mean, if you're experiencing things that are more expensive, it's because they are. Um, you know, most of the price increase is coming from transportation costs, which gasoline prices are contributing the most. Uh, home costs are also contributing, but food costs, right? I mean, uh, well, again, this hasn't impacted the markets much. It may have a negative impact for the Liberals in the upcoming election. I think we've all seen the, the ads out there, you know, the price of chicken, the price of eggs. Uh, I mean, we are seeing inflation worldwide. Um, and uh, But the Bank of Canada spoke last week and believes that the inflation that that inflation will be higher, but temporary. So again, this we believe this won't lead them to increase interest rates anytime soon. So again, it's, as I said, it's still expected the first rate increase uh, should be the end of next year. And remember, the best hedge for inflation remains kind of real assets, uh, real estate and stocks. And um, and again, when you're looking at cash in the bank, and we've, we've talked about this, is that the biggest risk right now is to cash, right? So when you have 100 or 500 or million dollars uh, in your squirrel account, as I call it in the bank, uh, the problem there is, is you're losing money on your money annually. So again, you need to put your money to work, um, even though, uh, you know, you've seen markets move higher in a bull market, markets continue to move higher. So again, talk to your financial advisor, what's appropriate for you. Again, if you're planning to buy a house in the next couple of months or six months, and you want to keep your cash on the sidelines. But again, if you hold cash just to hold cash, uh, you should be speaking to someone to, to learn uh, kind of the pros and cons of putting that money to work. Okay, so let's talk about one of the ways in which people might put that money to work, and that is kind of gifting some money to their kids, like an early bit of their inheritance. I've been reading a lot about this recently. Is that a good idea? Yeah, you know, I I probably get this question almost weekly, I would say over the past 12 months, I find that a lot of retirees are unable to spend uh, their money, right? I mean, things that you thought you could do, such as traveling and so on, um, is just not possible at this time. So they've kind of started to look at their family and go, well, maybe I can, you know, pass on some of my money now and, and, you know, uh, see them enjoy it. And a lot of them ask, is early gifting a good idea? And, and I do think it's a good idea as long as it makes sense for you, right? There's an emotional reward that comes with giving adult children or grandchildren some money so you can see them enjoy it. Um, more than half of Canadian parents have either given or plan to give a significant gift of early inheritance to their children or grandchildren. And it, sometimes it's because the kids need the money. They need to break into the housing market. Uh, that's a big one here in Vancouver that I see. Uh, or paying for post-education. Um, helping family members save, right? So a lot of um, clients have decided to uh, do the annual contributions into tax-free savings accounts for their children or grandchildren or, or other family members. Um, and what we used to see is treating the entire family to a holiday at some point in time. That's another way of kind of gifting, but you're also there to enjoy the experience. And and again, cash gifts are, are important, um, but also they can have... Um, um, kind of monetary benefits to you as well. Uh, it's going to reduce, you know, your balance sheets. So it's taking money from you and giving it to someone else. So therefore you're paying less tax annually. And also it helps reduce tax of your estate. So reducing uh, possible probate fees and other taxes as well. So, so there's reasons definitely to think about that, Simi. Right. I guess you also have to think about like making it equal. You can't just like share it, perhaps give an early inheritance to one child. 
That is so true. And, um, I, and I, again, I mean, maybe some are, are trying to do that, right? Uh, in BC, it's very difficult uh, with your will to give more to one child and less to another or none. Um, the law just doesn't allow you to do that. So some choose to gift more while they're alive. And, and also if you do want to keep things even, which, which many parents do, right? And say you help one child buy a condo and the other child is just too young or just, you know, doesn't have, um, uh, their stuff together yet to be buying a condo. Um, you know, with that, you want to keep record of that. So you do keep it even. So if you do pass away suddenly, let's say that your will knows that you've already gifted one of those children some money. So again, you want to engage professionals. You also, what's so important, and we make sure it's done with everybody, is that we have that retirement plan ready to go before you start gifting money, right? Because we want to make sure that your retirement is on track. People are living long Longer all the time. So we want to make sure that you're able to do what you want to do uh, before you're gifting money to other family members. I just can't say how important that is, right? And a lot of people don't think about themselves when they're gifting. They're, oh, well, I've got all this money. But yes, there's inflation over time that's going to eat away at your uh, at your money. And you also have to make sure that's invested properly so that you're earning a decent return on your portfolio to support your own retirement before you're gifting money away to others in your family. Right. So important. All right. Thank you so much, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a wonderful week. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski, Making Sense of the Market. She's the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And you can contact her team at 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.